Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 219, Revelations from the Dark Side of the Moon. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. Wow, what a wonderful time we're living in. And I was going to veer away from what I spoke about last time, looking at how Mars was going behind the moon on the 8th of December. But you know, I just was so tempted to keep coming back to this because it is such an event that Mars is going to be conjunct the full moon. And at the same time, it is going to appear from our perspective as if it's gone behind the moon and then pop out again. And Uranus did the same thing on the 5th of December. And this lineup, as I spoke about last time, between the Mars, Earth, Sun, is always seen to be very symbolic, Mars being about fire, passion, anger. And what we've seen is volcanoes exploding in Hawaii, in Indonesia. We've seen earthquakes, but we've also seen explosive information coming to light. Remembering that Mars is in Gemini, Gemini, the collector of information. And that information is coming from having been hidden by different sources and it's all being brought into the light at this time. So especially with our full moon, full moons are about revelations. It's often a time when we not only reveal ourselves, but we celebrate ourselves, the full moon. So it's a time of great celebration, but also revelation. And it's a time when 7th and 8th, which is when the full moon is, which is for when I'm recording this for you, it's really a time of not only revelations coming from outside us, but also revelations from within ourselves, celebrations from within ourselves. And I thought just before I start or further go any further, let's just talk about the moon. I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but the understanding that this moon that we call the moon, we look and see it, was not always with us. And that kind of blows my mind that there was a time where there was no moon. <laughs> and it's said that the moon either was brought to be in the atmosphere of the earth and the sun or between the earth and the sun, or it was created, or there are different theories about where the moon came from. But once it came, it created a very different sort of consciousness in humanity because the moon is connected with our instincts, with our emotions, with especially our feminine emotions, but also with, with the idea of seasons. So you can I kind of imagine that there was a time where we didn't have seasons. So everything was either erupting all the time or quiet all the time. And the moon created rhythms in our life. And that's what the moon generally does alongside the sun. It says, okay, this is a time to sleep. This is a time to waken. This is a time to celebrate. And those cycles seem to be really important for our creativity. We only have to look at 
the in the northern hemisphere what's going on in our gardens our backyards where everything is going dormant everything is going back into the earth the leaves are falling on the earth becoming the compost and the, for later on for new seeds so there's a quietening time but as that quietening time exists it doesn't mean that nothing's happening it's almost like a gathering of everything that's happened so that what i want to share with you at the end of this podcast is a short meditation to make sure that we understand that the cycles that our earth goes through in its seasons or the moon goes through in its phases is all about not just creating and celebrating as i talk about at the full moon but also reflecting so the moon is very reflective introspective and in the winter months we're also very reflective and introspective we we huddle in around the fire rather than going out so whether you're in the northern or southern hemispheres this this time where we all need to be aware of what do we need to learn from our experiences so let me just clarify if you're in the northern hemisphere this is happening because we're in the winter months but because we're at a full moon these next two weeks before going into a new moon is also a great time to reflect become introspective and of course it's leading up to the the solstice that's coming up on December 21st so there's a, a lot of good energy coming along from now until that solstice not necessarily an outward going energy because the solstice allows us to expand again but there's an energy of like okay what do i need to reveal of myself what do i need to learn from what's been going on and that's really what's happening within the earth at this time that i'm calling winter it's not that everything has just died away it's saying everything's being taken back into the earth back into the core of the plant back into the roots of the plant and from that the plant is saying okay this is how we bloomed during the summer and that was great but what can we learn from that blooming maybe we are bloomed differently next summer or maybe we need more nourishment or maybe need more water so this learning experience this gaining of wisdom takes place during the quiet months as i say the winter months or through the quietening of the moon as the moon is moon is waning so this for me is what we're all doing we're not necessarily going out there but we're absorbing new information that's coming to us and that information is coming i think because mars has passed behind the moon and it's sort of activated everything that was being kept secret behind the moon i'm putting a little bit of a metaphor there because if you've ever been in one of our spirit mapping classes with leland he always asks the question what was the greatest selling album of all time and he then shows a prism with light going in and multiple colors coming out the other side and if you enjoy pink floyd's music you will recognize the cover of their album dark side of the moon and that this really was one of the best selling albums of all time but what lena always asks is 
it wasn't just about the great music, it was also about the question, is there a dark side of the moon? And of course, when we're in a class, you know, half the class will say yes, half the class will say no. But what's hidden in the question is, is there a part of the moon that's never received light? And the answer is no. So even when we are in a new moon and we can't see its light, the other side of the moon is receiving sunlight. But what's fascinating about the moon's relationship with us is that it only ever shows us the same face all the time. So as it, as it rotates on its orbit and then revolves around or orbits around the, the Earth, we only ever see exactly the same side of the moon. So the question is, what's going on on what we call the dark side or the hidden side of the moon? And so now Mars has gone around there. It's saying, wow, look what I saw. <laughs> and of course, until we sent up rockets and satellites, we didn't know if there was anything. Now, now we understand that on that other side, there's certainly been a lot of meteor strikes because what often happens is the meteors come in and they strike the moon. So there's a lot of potholes all over that side. But the side that faces us never gets hit. So there's far less uh, meteor dips and, and uh, damage done. But I just want to finish that little piece is that what I spoke about last time, there was it, what's so interesting is that those potholes made by the meteors only go to a certain level, even on the dark side. And what's now being thought about is that maybe the moon is metallic, or maybe there's a strong base that doesn't allow the meteor to go any deeper. Very interesting. And why I say it's metallic is that when they have dropped a piece of space equipment back onto the moon, it reverberates. It creates a sound wave. And now people are, you know, always questioning, well, if it is metallic, if it is artificial, then <clears throat> is there something going on inside the moon? Are there beings living in the moon? Is there, are there spaceships there? Are there space arcs are there where people are living or information is being stored i have to say we haven't got answers for that i wish mars would come around and say yay guess what i've just learned but what we're starting to understand and not just because mars going past or uranus going past but over these next two years certainly 24 that people are talking about 25 the increase in information that's going to come about our starness, our universal truths, our who we are, is going to increase greatly. And what we're going to find is there are very advanced civilizations who are already living with us on this planet. And that they do not need, if I may say, a little vehicle with flashing lights to show them where to go. So over the next two years, especially 23, 24, we're going to see a lot of man-made UFO sightings, military-based, that are creating a force that makes humanity believe they're going to be attacked by these people. In other words, it's the defense industry that is maybe creating uh, an increase in UFO sightings, making people think that, oh my goodness, we're going to be attacked. So my belief is let's all embody the fact that we are all space beings, we're all star beings, and that in that star beingness, 
I get the chance to shine and that I don't then have to be scared of something else because it's within me, within my DNA, as I've spoken about. All right. Now, I wanted to just spread that out because there's so much going on in space at this time. We're being bombarded by galactic energy, universal energy, a lot going on. And not only that, but it's happening to us. So as Mars has come round the back or is going round the back of the moon, the moon being this more emotional, this hidden self, this more creative, but also hold secrets, one could say. Mars coming back in Gemini is saying, guess what I've discovered while I was back there? And that's what I wanted also just to mention. And there are so many revelations coming in. Now, whether you keep up with any of them or whether, if I may say, that you choose not to see this, but most of what we've been told over the last two or three years is not true and probably not over a long time. The agendas that are happening that are not in clear sight and yet seem to be in clear sight. I'm being totally honest with you, but, and I think that that's now becoming more appropriate and, and we're seeing that. I was watching some of the Dr. Fauci's deposition when he kept saying, I didn't know this. I don't remember this. I didn't know this. I don't remember this. You know, thank goodness that we have transcripts and, and videos and recordings because it's so easy just to say, I don't remember. That wasn't part of me. I didn't say that. And I think there's a lot now that's going to be revealed across, the, not just in that medical field, but across the board to saying, hang on a minute, you did say this, you did do this. And part of that, of course, is happening with Elon Musk buying Twitter. Things are being revealed, whether whatever you might feel about Elon Musk. I think it's right for everybody to know what's been happening. Where have social media companies been involved with elections or other things? Where have we not been told the truth about what's happening? Where did the virus come from, if it is a virus? Was it man-made? Was it manipulated? What we're not being told is the effects of mRNAs, vaccines on people's bodies. We're watching people die suddenly. But hey, it's nothing to do with this. It's to do with climate change. And then we look at climate change. And if you look at climate change, you'll see that actually there's not so much evidence of it. We just keep being told it is the truth. And that's why these things are happening. So that, you know, there's certainly evidence that there are places that are getting more cold and more ice than before. And, and other times where it is getting more floods. But this is probably not to do with any, any, thing that we're doing just personally in our lives, it's a lot to do with our lack of magnetic protection that we usually have from the sun and from the galaxy. So I'm just trying to open our minds to say, give me the proof, not that it's happening, but that you can tell me directly that this was due to, boom, A, B or C. Give me the proof that this is the cause of this, because that's what's lacking. You, we may see the result, but we want to know where it's come from, what's happening here. And one of the studies that I was looking at or listening to from when I was watching uh, The High Wire was the study about the use of aluminium. And, you know, I think we've all, if you've ever been in terms of nutrition and looking at health, 
you, al aluminium has always been seen as something that uh, is present in our environment. But as I was listening to this professor talk about this, he says, well, yes, it's a very abundant mineral, one could say. But he said, it's interesting, it's not found, it's not taken into any other system. In other words, trees don't use it, stones don't use it, uh, um, air doesn't use it. It's not incorporated like carbon or nitrogen or oxygen are. So it's very abundant, but nobody seems to use it except for humans. And so the melting or the smelting of aluminium and the collection of aluminium has been used primarily for, as we know, pots and pans, uh, creating utensils. It's present in antiperspirants, deodorants. Of course, it would be better if we didn't uh, use a deodorant that has aluminium in it. But most worryingly, it's also used in vaccines. And it's been used in vaccines for a long time, especially those that aren't live vaccines, as an adjuvant, which means that aluminium gets into our system by, by taking a vaccine. And then what happens is that it creates hyper immunogenicity, which means that you actually have an immune response against this aluminium. So you're basically using the aluminium to, to irritate the body. So there's a irritation to the body that then causes the immune response to react. But now we know that aluminium is also neurotoxic. So it doesn't just stay in the, the muscle that you've had the injection into, it seems to spread everywhere. So this is a problem. And just from what I was watching, and you can go back a couple of uh, episodes in the high wire and see this talk, there's so much evidence that aluminium is found in the, the brain tissues. And there is a link between that and Alzheimer's and possibly other neurotoxic diseases like MS, etc. Now, I'm not going to say don't take vaccines. I am saying is that this isn't true of the mRNA because they didn't use that sort of ad adjunctive, but they will continue to use these aluminium adjutants. <laughs> and the fact is that we need to be asking more questions. What is going into my food? What is going into my body? And not be told, oh, just take it, it's good for you. So I was also listening to Dr. Maholtra, and he was saying, before you take any food, if it has more than five ingredients written on the package, it's probably too many ingredients. And I thought, what a great way of saying it, that he was, he's a, a cardiologist and he understands the heart. And of course, he's promoting fresh food, eating fresh food. So the more we eat fresh food that doesn't come out of a package, the healthier we'll be. And I like the idea of saying, yes, how many ingredients are in this package? And, and what are those ingredients? Are they ones that I want to take into my body or not? So saying, I think I've finished on that piece, I want to, you to understand that revelations are occurring. Try not to just close your ears to them. But maybe ask the question, how does that, what does that mean to me? How does, how do I react to that? And if we take that, I just want to do a very brief meditation to take you into a place where you can listen to your body and pick up messages. Because I hear so many people talking about developing an illness. And again, you don't have to be ill to do this exercise, but developing an illness and 
they thrill to tell me what they've done to fix the problem. I took orthodox medicine. I took complementary medicine. I found this. I found that. But the reason that we develop an illness is not to fix it. Illness is the messenger of the soul. It's a revelation of the soul. It's one way in which the body can get our attention. And so the answer is, rather than hiding from the truth, let Mars in Gemini, as it comes back out, say, let me give you some wisdom why your body needed to have this illness. And if you're not ill, I'm delighted if you're not, you can go back to maybe an older illness you've had, or it might just be an ache or pain you have, something you're not feeling comfortable in your shoulders or your neck or your stomach. It doesn't have to be an illness. It might just be, why is my stomach trying to get my attention? Why is my knee trying to get my attention by having pain in it, etc.? So if you're ready and you're able to do this little meditation with me, let's go. As always, just to close your eyes. Take a few nice deep breaths, a short breath in, long out breath. Repeat. And find that place within yourself that's just that curious, innocent child. You just want to know, you want to hear what Mars has discovered for you. Please take your awareness to a part of your body that either has some disease in it or illness, or maybe some stiffness or pain, or something in the past. And if it helps, place your hand on that part of the body. And being free and innocent, ask that you should see an image of what that part of the body looks like when it is diseased. Be abstract, don't be trying to be too anatomical. What's the first picture that comes to mind of this part of your body when it is distressed? Trust yourself. Give it color, give it shape. And if you could take this picture and hang it on a wall, what would be the title you'd place under that picture? Let the first thought be the right one. What is this picture saying to you? What's the title? And if this picture could talk to you, why is your body that loves you so much trying to get your attention? What is the message your body is trying to get you to hear? Not that you should exercise more or eat less. What is the deep message of this part of your body? Why this part of your body? What's its message to you? Hear it now.
And if you were able to change one or two things in your picture, not changing the picture itself, but just changing some things to bring more harmony, it might be to add some color or to make minor changes to your picture, what would bring harmony to the picture and health? Do that now. And as we complete this and you slowly bring your awareness back to the room where you are, remember your body is your greatest friend. It truly is. It works for the soul, not the personality. And if we get sick or we feel ill, it isn't about what shall I do to fix it. It's about what is its message? What is my loving body trying to tell me? What is the wisdom, the revelation that my body is asking me to listen to? Just to complete with, what else am I not listening to? What emotions am I not listening to? What feelings, what insights, what intuition? What needs to be revealed in my own life? Not about where to go in the future, but where have I come from that I'm not hearing enough? Where am I not celebrating myself enough? Where am I not forgiving myself enough? What needs to be released now to give myself full moon awareness where I can celebrate who I am and move forward in a beautiful way? With that in mind, hope you have a good week and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. You share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.